Welcome back to another episode of the Leveling Up Experience. My name is Eric Michael. I'm your host, and I'm here with a great friend, Joe Tedesco. Joe, how you doing today? I'm amazing, thank you. <laughs> That's awesome. So, Joe, before we get into today's topic, I wanted to talk a little bit how you got into the work, what exactly it is that you do, and then we'll dive into today's uh, conversation topic. Excellent. Um, well, how did I get into the work? Well, who am I first? I'm Joe Tedesco. Okay. Um, I've been living here in South Florida for almost 30 years. Wow. And I've, I've, I'm kind of like a jack of all trades, been there, done it kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, I technically retired when I was about 35. Oh, wow. And so I kind of reinvented myself with purpose okay. in a different direction. And I've always been a coach or a teacher in some way, facet, shape, or form, teaching a lot of different things over the years. Right. And it just kind of naturally progressed into, um, into coaching. Oh. Uh, mindset coaching more specifically is what I do as my, as my specialty. But awesome. um, it's always been a, a teaching aspect is where I... I would say I spend most of my time in my semi-retired life. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And so it's perfect that you brought it up. Mindset is actually the com uh, topic of conversation today. So let's get into a deeper understanding of what it is. So mindset, it's I feel to me, is a pretty broad you know, topic. So what exactly in a deeper understanding is the human mindset? Mm, the human mindset. Well, it's actually a lot easier than we think it is. Okay. Mindset um, is a set of beliefs so the definition would be it's a set of beliefs that are practiced over and over again right. until they become what the fancy word is called your proclivity. In other words, your, like uh, another teacher would say it's your automatic thinking. Oh, so okay. um, depending on how you use mindset, whether you come from a non-dualistic point of view or a world point of view, right. the, the, what is called mind dynamics, the law of mind dynamics of mindset still work whether you believe in the dualistic point of view okay. where the world seems to be happening to you. Right. Or you use it from the one-minded or the unified one mind where you are actually the projector of the world. Ah, so it's happening for you. Well, by you more. Okay. More than a by you than, than a to use. But it works either way. Right. Because of what a mindset does is it, it's the filter at which you see and interact with that which you either project, right. if you believe in that, mm -hmm. or that which you see coming at you. Okay. It's the filter that stands in between that. And it's the colors, the beliefs, it, color, it covers and colors all of the dynamic or the, the experience of that which you're interpreting. So it's think of beliefs are interpretations or judgments. Okay. So you're interpreting the value of what you see. And so your mindset, set of beliefs right. in action, will either color what you see going out to the world, if you believe in that style of mind, right. or you believe in the other style of mind where it's a dualistic view and it's coming at you it'll still color your belief. That's interesting. And so are there different variety of mindsets? Is it just two or how many? Well, it's not that there's a different variety of mindsets. Okay. Uh, mindset is, it's just, that's what it is. Right. It's, it's, a, it's a coloring of the beliefs that you have. Okay. Whether you are not you believe it comes at you or by you, right. that's just a different aspect of the use of the mindset. Okay. And so I, I do understand that you teach um, something called the Course in Miracles, correct? Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Oh, the Course in Miracles is a... a, a that's a, it's a little more difficult to explain than say what a mindset is. Right. Um, I can actually, I have the book here with me. Oh, so awesome. um, it's this little blue book right here. It's actually the Bible. It's, yeah, it's amazing. It's a if big you haven't read it yet, it's fantastic. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a book that was a, it's a, it's a piece, if you believe in it, it's a piece of channeled material okay. that came through two clinical research psychologists out of Columbia University in the late sixties and early seventies. So it was about a 10 year process. Um, and she was atheist. And so she didn't believe really in anything other than a scientific approach of the mind and, and they're psychologists. So they do a lot of research. Right. And she started hearing uh, a voice okay. and this voice was, uh, was very specific about ticking notes. And she was very religious as far as that approach right. 
to it, but she's not religious at all. Oh, wow. And she f- took the notes, re- you know, very disciplined for 10 years and edited it and it became The Course in Miracles as we know it. So it's a psycho that I've heard of many different explanations of what the course is. Right. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a mind training. Okay. So you have to think of it's a course. It's a, you're actually taking a course. Right. And you're taking a course in mind training and the course would say there's, there's a, it's the undoing or the unlearning or you could say the remembering of the truth of you. Hmm. So it is an undoing or unlearning of all the blocks you have in your mindsets right. that, are, uh, that show you the awareness of love, not romantic, not personal, not love of the world. We're talking the love of source or spirit or God or whatever you would like to call it. Right. And this removes those blocks. So it works directly with your mindsets. That's interesting. Yeah. And so with this, this book and, and the way the practice, so at first, is, if I'm understanding correctly, mm-hmm. we're undoing those habits that we have formed? Yeah, the, basically. Beliefs, the beliefs that we, we, atta- we assess a value to, okay. uh, both at the conscious level right. and, more importantly in this work, the unconscious level. And so the, the distinction between the conscious mind and the unconscious mind, what, what is that? Well, the conscious mind, for simplicity, for this, for this conversation, we'll just say that the conscious mind are, are the known beliefs, the okay. known things you operate at the level of practice every day. Right. I like this. I don't like that. I know I don't like this. I know I don't like that. Okay. So this work has a tendency to work not only at that level, but at more importantly, at the majority of the mind level that we operate in, which is unconsciously. We right. have a lot of unconscious beliefs that come through through our perceptions and projections yeah. that we're not even aware we're running. Can you tell me a couple of them? Well, for example, like a fear. Okay. Like say a fear, you have a, a, an example of a generalized fear. You wake up one morning and you just don't know why you're afraid. Yeah, right. I've there's been no, there. there's no finger to point at. That's true. Right? I like wake up and I'm yeah. like, what's going on? What's going on? Right. You know, there's no, there's no target. There's no obvious conscious like that just happened. So I can obviously point my finger, and there is where my anger is sourced or, or there, right. there's where we're coming from. So it's an unconscious belief coming up mm-hmm. and it comes up and through. And in, in this work would say it's projected out into the world. Right. This is the world. Your body is the world. Yeah. So you're, you might be working on or noticing an unconscious thought coming to the surface. Okay. Now there, we also have two aspects of mind we have to talk about really quickly. And one is what the course would call the ego mind. Ego mind. Okay. And that's the false sense of self, the belief in what you think you are. Yeah. That's the ego. Oh, yeah. This work would label that oh, as ego. Yeah. We talked about this in different episodes. Mm-hmm. The ego is, the uh, we, uh, I, I do it all the time. I identify as my ego or identify that this body is me when it's not, correct? Right. The okay. course would say that this, this anything of the ego right. is not what you are at all. Okay. So the ego is a set of beliefs. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's more importantly a one singular belief. And that's a, that's would be a course would say that you separated from your source. That's interesting. That's the that's the ultimate belief that we're all working on healing is the belief that I separated from from God or source or whatever, yeah. and I'm here in a body and I'm living and then I'll die, and that is a belief. Right. So uh, it feels really real. I mean, it's <laughs> it, right. It's, like it's very convincing. Exactly. Right? It's very convincing that I have this thing, and here's the feelings, and here's the touches and the senses that kind of validate, seemingly validate the experience. But what this starts to do is gently undo the belief in those experiences. Mm-hmm. And when you shift the context or the, or the, the core of your beliefs and what you think you are, right. and then the beliefs that support that, it generates a completely new experience or different experience in your life. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. And I, so this is something, uh, you know, Wayne Dyer, right? Oh, yeah, sure. And, I, and there's something that... Yeah, we went stopped. lunch together the other day. <laughs> no, <laughs> rest in peace, Wayne Dyer. But no, um, so with that being said, I know he says in a lot of his books is that like our body is basically 
rented, right? Or it's leased. It's not actually our body. Mm-hmm. So meaning what? That, that our soul is, is, is basically the owner and the body is like renting a house and then it, it keeps moving out, would you say? I, would, I know I, that's super deep. It's, it's okay. It's not actually that, that deep uh, in, in a pure non-dualistic way. It's actually, from, from this work, it's, it's kind of elementary. Okay, good. Um, the the body let's i'm going to stick with the course because i I have a lot of education and a lot of different modalities my main allegiance is to this work right but i understand a lot of the different teachings Mm. because when people come to me and they come for coaching or they come for guidance of any kind i have to learn and understand how and where they're coming from that's true so i read a lot of different materials not to learn it like as in i uh, to adopt it but to learn it like I have to be able to listen to the person I'm with and listen effectively for them. So I have to understand a lot of the different interpretations of the, of the bigger teachings or the, the higher level teachings. Um, the course would say the body is a communication device. Really? It's, it's a vehicle. It's a vessel. Yeah, right. Okay. right? Similar that. to Wayne. Yeah. Um, and it is the means at which we communicate or join with seemingly other bodies, but in actuality, what we're doing is we're starting to introduce the connection or communication to other minds. That's interesting. So we've all heard the concept more than likely, if you're a listener to the station, more than likely is that there's only one mind. Right. And your mind and my mind are an aspect of that one mind. Meaning, for example, like a diamond. Okay. okay? So let's take a diamond, a traditional cut diamond. Right. right? And we flip that thing over. We're used to looking at top down, but let's just for a second flip it over in our mind. So the peak is actually up and you can now look and see how that diamond was cut. It has all different kinds of facets and faces. Yeah. And different angles. Right. Okay. And they all direct light so that when you're looking at it from top down, the maximum experience is seen from the top down. But again, flipping it back over, each one of those faces has a purpose. No better, no different than any of the other ones, but, but collectively they, draw the eye to the experience of the one facet, right? So the one mind would be the top part of the facet and all the other aspects illuminate or color or add to that which is seen as the one. That's interesting. Right? So you have your facet. Yeah. I have my facet. facet. Right. And then together we have... It's part of the one. I'm part of the one. Now, when light shines through that diamond, right? It's not, it's the effect of all the facets combined. So think about a diamond that has an inclusion. That's what's called when you have a you know, carbon piece or something, in a, 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 a mistake in the diamond, right, as I yeah. say. Okay? So when light's shining through that, it's going to change the coloring. It's going to change the experience from their facet alone, which will affect the whole. Okay. Right? But this facet that has a pure light ability to run through it is not affected by that. Why is that? Because it has its own aspect, or own, or own angle, your own point of view. Right. My own point of view does not have to affect your point of view. That's it true. affects my point of view. Right. Right. So my inclusions, yeah. which are my fears, okay. my judgments, my guilts, my angers, envies, jealousies, rages, unfinished business of any kind affects my experience. Then I then contribute to the one light or the one mind. Huh. But it does not necessarily have to affect yours. So why does someone you know, let's say me, why would I let your projections or your thoughts affect me? I feel like that happens all the time. It does. It does. That's the interaction of the communal experience as human beings. Right. Well, what happens is, is that your mindsets 
seemingly butt up against a mine. So it's, it's, it has a tendency to fall into agreement. Right. Stuff. Well, I don't agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> so your, your belief or your mindset is now somehow, because of what I believe unconsciously, challenging my beliefs. Ah. By you believing what you believe, I'm no longer validated. By you believing what you no longer believe, it puts doubt in my own. Okay. That doesn't necessarily mean it's true, right. but that's how the mind that's defending their mindset would react. And does that go back to ego? It is all ego. Okay. Yes. And then, so what's the other one? Higher self? The higher self, yes. Okay, this is the, the course would call the higher self or the Holy Spirit or the inner teacher, whatever you would call it. I don't like the word, to use the word intuition or soul. These kind of words are controversial. I have many different kind of connotations to them. So uh, the, this work would say the higher mind or the Holy Spirit within, the one guided by love, the part of our mind that is guided completely by love. Right. So um, you and I share that same one mind. We do. We share that same one aspect. Yeah. So the whole joining in this work is to join our minds at that level. So join it at the higher level at love. Yes. Okay. Go With ahead. love being the filter. Right. Rather than fear. The ego. ego. Okay. The ego. Yeah. Fear and ego are synonymous. Right. Same words. Okay. Ego and fear. Yeah. Uh, your ego seemingly is different than mine. Right. You have your beliefs. I have my beliefs. Right. right. Now the ego is based in fear. So you can see that anytime one of your, my beliefs are introduced into one of your beliefs as a, as a peer, look at mine and here's yours. And right. if you're operating from your ego, you've decided to operate from your ego. You can see how that could generate fear, yes. resistance, anger, rage, argument, punishment, anything. Right. Right. So, what we're doing in a healing aspect and a healing modality is we're not healing our egos. What are we doing then? We're remembering our truth. Because we started out at love and right. then we formed all these habits, would you say? Yes. And then that's how it kind of turned into a fear-based ego society. Well, let's add one, one other aspect of mine we haven't talked about Go yet. Ahead. That's called the decision maker. The decision maker. Right. The observer in another teaching, for example. So I use hand signals when I teach this in, in my class. <laughs> I do all the time. Yeah. I mean, I just do it on a daily basis. Sure. I always use my hands. Makes it easier to understand. So right. what I say is I point to my head or my third eye, whatever you want to say, I, right? right. I, put the, I put my hand up here and say, I have a decision to make, Okay. right? And I get to decide whether I'm going to choose the higher self or the ego. So I'm deciding which teacher I want to see my world through. And that includes you. That includes me. That's interesting. Right? So I can see either through fear of the ego, or I can decide to see through love of the Holy Spirit or the higher mind. Okay. Now you have your, your individualized mind right. is the same as my individualized mind, but the content of that is seemingly different, it's except different. for the Holy Spirit or the higher mind. We share that. That's because you and I were created from the same one source. <laughs> I know that seems a little confusing, especially for me. So can we break it down, especially sure. for people who haven't done this work? Sure. So uh, in this work, of, of, let's call it a spiritual work, right? right? There's the source or the origin of all, okay. right? And as an extension of that all, you and I are extended from that source. Okay. Okay. Now that would be like a sun to a sunbeam. Mm. Okay. So the sunbeam is an extension of the sun. And without the sun, the sunbeam doesn't exist. That's true. Okay. So the sunbeam has all the aspects or qualities of the sun, but isn't the sun. It's an extension of the sun. Right. Now the course has a, has a great teaching in the beginning. It says the tiny mad idea, the tiny mad idea in that sunbeam said, I wonder what it would be like to not be a sunbeam. Huh. Right. And so what it did is it took its, its 
mind power, the ability to, to create. And the Course would say, we miscreated. We miscreated with the power that was extended to us by seemingly, the key word, seemingly denied our source. And we put a veil of separation. Okay. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a smokescreen, but it's like I said, it's very convincing, isn't it? Yeah. The, this right. is ours, but it's, it's it, really not. It's really seeming, it really isn't, but it seemingly is. This is the part of the, of, of the illusion is how convincing it is. I mean, the mind is extremely strong in that. And the course says you have absolutely no idea how powerful <laughs> your mind is. I mean, it's extreme, especially for us to even think that we're different or that this is actually us, but it's not. It's, it's right. a higher source. Uh, real quick, I wanted to let everybody know that's joining us. I'm here with Joe Tedesco, and we're talking about the mindset. Uh, so, Joe, let's talk a little deeper. So, we're not different. I mean, we are in a sense, but at the end of the day, we're one, right? Yes. Especially when from the higher minds. Correct. And choosing from love. Yes. So, go on with deeper. So, as we we'll talk about the original split. So once the original split has, what would it be like to not be this sunbeam? And because we are free to create as the creator extended to us, we did that. We seemingly made an experience and I'm going to simplify it right. to then has us have an experience of a body with time and space. Okay. Now, our minds are so powerful. The course even goes all the way. It's an absolute teaching. There's no. It's unapologetic. <laughs> I want to jump into it yeah. right now. It's, it's unapologetic about what it says and where it goes with with the concepts of of high level teachings. It says this: the mind that made all this is also the same mind that made every single universe that ever existed and has ever existed. Wow! And that's the thing that the ego mind can't possibly say. I am that powerful. I, Joe Tedesco, am that, and, and spirit says, oh yes, and more. That's interesting. Right? And down here is an ego. Yeah. We say, the, no. Yeah, the ego is like, no, no, I don't believe that. I say, I, 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 I can't even control my caffeine cravings, <laughs> right? Let alone, let alone going and making a universe, right? <laughs> right? So this is the game we're starting to remember. We're joining the membership back to that which we gave away. Right. We are all that powerful. We, are, we all have that ability. We just buy into ego. Correct. We have the decision maker has aligned and agreed more so practiced wise to the ego belief system than love. Why is it? Because it's easier? Or? No, because that's what we wanted to experience. Really? Yeah. It sounds kind of crazy at this level now, right? <laughs> if like, love what? is the answer, we're all returning to yeah, love, why right? Why are we doing love? Well, that's the course. The major block to that awareness of love's presence is one thing. The ego's desperate need to be right. Now think about you that. Just, right. just, Boom, right? Yeah, Watched wow. you settle it. Did you see Yeah, me? <laughs> I did. So this is this is why what we're up against is the ego's need to be right rather than happy. The ego is the loudest voice in our minds. It speaks first loudest and longest. And so what we're deciding for on a constant basis is to go for the loudest voice that seemingly has enrolled us into truth or the truth that is subtle. It's gentle. It's soft, and it doesn't talk over anything, including the ego, because love is not threatened by fear, and love has infinite patience. So the ego is fickle and capricious and short-tempered and knows what it knows and knows what it wants, and this is the voice we have a tendency to listen to mostly. Because of how loud it is. Yes. So is so. This sounds dumb, maybe, but how would I then lower that voice? Ah, great question. Fair question. Well. That's why we have a course. 
okay. a course, not the course, but a course of mind training. And again, this, this work can be applied whether meditation, yoga, or any of the eight limbs of yoga in the, in the, in the Buddhist traditions. It doesn't matter how we get there. This is one path of many. Mm. So we're retraining our mind to stop listening for the fear-based thinking and remember the love that's within each and every one of us. That is really profound. So when I'm, so basically when I'm, when I'm driving down the street, right. Sure. And let's just say someone cuts me off. I, that's then when I have a, maybe like a two, three second window, mm -hmm. do I choose from ego and say mm -hmm. F you, or do I choose from love and be like, he could be running because someone's dying in his family. Is that similar? It's a, it's a very elementary view, but believe it or not, these, ha these thoughts are continuous. It happens in an instant at one level. Yeah. I mean, it, it kind of, like if yeah. someone like uh, throws coffee on you, you're right. like, fuck you. But it's a reaction, right? You react. Now listen to the word re act. Okay. You're acting out something that's gone by already. So the, so if I throw the coffee, right. Anything that happens after that instant is no longer in the now. That's true. And so we're reacting the scene based on your past if you use the ego. So how do you avoid that? Stay in the present. So if, I, if the guy pulls in front of you, what just happened if you're in the now? Guy passes in front of me and that's it. Notice how you, you went right back into the past again. I, I did. I, was, so, I, I went right. That was so think about this. Okay. Time has seemingly a beginning and a future right. and, a, and a now somewhere in the middle. And it seems to be a contiguous, continuous thing, right? Yeah. Totally. Well, what if there was no past and there was no future? I feel like we wouldn't be operating out of ego. All the time. You wouldn't. Exactly. And we'd just that's be the right point. here in love. Yes. Present. So in the now, do you have the past? Yes. Do you? No. Right. You can't I just got be it. in the now if you're dragging along the past because it's a loop that puts you back to the past. So the memory right. and the time moment happened a second ago, a millisecond ago. Right. Right. So if you're living in the now, you can't. You can't get upset. You can't get upset. But if you go and you live in the past, that's where you're living from ego and that's where it kind of drags on. And so real quick, I've heard um, Joe Dispenza talk about this, mm -hmm. especially when you wake up. So the first thing...